everyone, and welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. For the month of July, Pastor Chuck is going to have a special visitor on the podcast, and it's going to be Pam, his wife. And hearing this first podcast, it's super fun. So stay tuned for just words of wisdom from Pastor Chuck and Pam. Everyone, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. I'm super excited about the July podcast because what we're going to be doing the month of July is uh, Pam and I, my wife Pam and I, we're going to be talking about marriage. And so we're getting ready for the marriage retreat in October, plus marriage is always vital to talk about. And so I'm super excited to talk about it. Uh, Proverbs 19 verse 14 says something very interesting. It says that the wife is a gift from God to the husband. Uh, Pam is one of the best gifts God's ever given me, and she's here now, and you really are an amazing gift, Pam. Well, thank you. (laughs) Now, do you think it's interesting that nowhere in the Bible it says a husband's a gift from God? No, I've not read that yet. (laughs) It's not in there. Yeah, only the wife's the gift. I think the husband's the cross that you have to bear. So, um, but you know what? Um, Whenever we start talking about marriage, the place that I always try to start with couples, I think because it really is the foundation. This might surprise you. Um, is it's not communication because if you don't get this part right, communication's not going to follow. And it's the idea that we should celebrate the differences that we have with each other, right? Yeah, for sure. Because we're very different. Yeah, we are. In Proverbs chapter, or Proverbs, Genesis, Genesis 2.18, it says this, the Lord God said it is not good for man to be alone, which is one of the reasons God gave the wife as a gift to him. Uh, He says, I will make a helper suitable for him. And the word suitable is a Hebrew word that actually literally means in front of. And, And okay, if you're wondering, okay, wait, what does that mean? Well, it actually means opposite to, but in front of. And it means that when you put the man and the wife facing each other together, they fit together because they're different. Uh, God made us different. Now, there is a, uh, an allusion to the idea of the sexual intimacy, but that's not what we're talking about in the beginning uh, because that comes later. In a later podcast, we'll actually... <laughs> you're nervous about that one, are you? Yes, I am. Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> sex. Okay. But um, here's the thing I want you to think about, and, and we want everyone who's listening to think about, is that God created the man and the woman to be different. Uh, by the way, uh, they're different physically. Uh, I'm all so intrigued with the newest research. Uh, neurologically, we different. we're different. There's actually a male brain and a female brain. Did you know that? Uh-huh, you told me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but you know what else is there's, the whole idea is that we're to be like a puzzle piece fitting together. If two puzzle pieces are exactly alike, they can't do anything. And yet when they do fit together, they make an incredible picture of what God would want to have, which is that you and I are one in Christ. So when a man and woman comes together that way, they come together different, but they make their differences is what makes them better and makes them uh, into something more incredible. Uh, so by the way, uh, that's something that Pam and I had to learn early on in our marriage, right? We did. We are very, very different and having to learn how to deal with those differences was interesting. Well, let's go into that because what happened is when we got married, um, I thought I was right and I thought every way that you were different was wrong. Isn't that true? That is so true. And you even convinced me. 
I was wrong in many areas. <laughs> I was really good at that, huh? You were really good at that. Yeah. I believed you. <laughs> so we were different, and um, I was an extrovert, and she was an introvert. By the way, on the Myers-Briggs, uh, we are complete opposites. And so um, I, whenever we would go to church and Pam would want to like leave, I would be like, well, why do you want to leave? Because, man, there's people to talk to and things to do, and, and that's our job, and Pam would feel so bad about that, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. I did, and but I came to, I had to pray through that and say, okay, this is so important to you. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go out and greet people, and I'm going to love on people. And now I get to love on people, and you're ready to go. Yeah, that's true, too. Over the years, we've changed. Um, so the thing is, is because I was extroverted and wanted to be out with tons of people, Pamela's an introvert, and she loves people. She's actually uh, uh, an outgoing introvert. Um, but the thing was, is I started to make that right or wrong, but that wasn't the right way to go. Right, it was not. It actually hurt, I think, a lot of um, my actions and stuff. Yeah, so tell about that discovery moment. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, yes. I learned about the Myers-Briggs test and I took it and I realized I'm an ISFP and I was in this class, honestly, hearing for the very first time that there are other people like me out there in the world. And I thought, oh my gosh. And so everything they're describing, like I don't like to make lists, I like to play before I work, all these things. And I came home and I told Chuck, I walked in the door, hey, I'm normal. There are other people like me. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we're not going to get into the Myers-Briggs for everybody, but just so you know, like for instance, uh, um, Pam is what they call an ISFP, which is an introverted person who's very uh, sensing and in the moment and very feeling. And she also is a, a person who puts play before work, not work before play. Uh, and then she's what they call um, an SP. And the thing that I was so excited I learned about during <laughs> our, my studies on this is more people with her personality type are in prison than any other group. <laughs> We like to play. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and you're rule breakers, huh? Yes, we're rule breakers. And yes, if it doesn't make sense, why do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And very free, very free. Oh, yeah. Free is the key word. And creative. Creative, yes. Yeah. Yes. And see, the bottom line is I am a rule keeper. I'm a list maker. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then like a, a way to tell the difference between Pam and I is if there's uh, a, a dirty plate, Pam can put it in the sink and not do anything about it. Doesn't bother me. Yeah, because she wants to go have fun and I have to have it clean. And yes. One night, I don't know if you remember this, we actually, I'd like, I thought, okay, we'll just leave them in the sink. And I went and sat down so we could talk and it lasted like a minute before I was up. I had, there was no way. I could just sense the germs breeding. And I can feel that tension in you when you're there that way. Yeah. So that was an awakening time for us because you began to have me study it too. Yeah, it really was. And I think it was eye-opening for you to know that I was okay and normal in that sense. I didn't have to keep lists in order to be a healthy person. Yeah, a person who's a narcissist <laughs> is someone who thinks mainly about themselves and thinks that everything has to revolve around them. And uh, I don't. I, I clearly am not truly narcissistic. You no, agree with that. I agree with that. You're not. But I think that would be a moment of a sin of narcissism when I feel like everybody has to act the way I do, think the yes. way I do. 
And um, then it became, I think I got better because I realized, no, you can be you. Yeah, I saw the difference in you. And you let me be me. You actually encouraged me to be me. Yeah, and that was a turning point for us. It was a turning point. So now we truly do celebrate the difference. We do, and I love it. And we can laugh now when something, I I can't even think of anything right now, but we laugh so hard when um, our differences pop up. Yeah, and that's one of the things I've loved about our marriage more than anything, is when we're different and we're uh, and and you uh, perceive something one way or you act one way, and I can just go, wow, that's because you're being you, and then you can also let me be me, and the kids had a better life because of that, yeah, um, and and our grandkids definitely have a better life because of that, because now we're fitting together versus conflicting Amen. with each other. Amen. Yeah, it's not a stressor point anymore. We actually enjoy being together and understand each other better. So what I want to say to you as the podcast gets ready to come to a close is I'm hoping everybody out there who's married and or a dating or uh, maybe even a friendship relationship, by the way, uh, to say, okay, how are we different? How are we different? And are we going to celebrate the difference and actually enjoy the fact that uh, each is different and the reason is because is that is God-given thing. God created Pam one way and God created me another. And one's not right and one's not wrong. Uh, both are needed. And so you know what uh, we want to say together? Hey, so what do you want to do? Well, there's a couple ways you can actually be really practical. You could go online and take either the Kersey Bates Temperament Sorter or the Myers-Briggs. Uh, there's some online things for that. Uh, and find out what you are and what the other person is. Uh, the newest one, though, that we got excited about, and it's actually not the newest, newest to us, is the Enneagram. Yes. And uh, Pam is a nine on the Enneagram. Yes, I am. I'm a nine wannabe seven. (laughs) Didn't want to be a nine, but everything I've read, I am a total nine. (laughs) Yeah, and nines are peacemakers and loving and caring and don't like conflict. And I'm a seven. I'm what Pam wants to be. Uh Uh, Yeah. Now, let's tell you something narcissistic. When there's nine different personality types, and when I read them, I only want to be a seven. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that thing I read, too, is everyone needs a seven in their life. Amen, amen. (laughs) Jesus was a, well, I don't know that he was a seven. Um, By the way, at the marriage retreat, we're going to actually use the Enneagram to help couples relate to each other better and also go beyond just personality to some other things. Yeah, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. All right, so you can also take the Enneagram. I I do want to say a quick uh, kind of careful thing on that. The Myers-Briggs, a lot of good free tests out there. Enneagram, most of the free ones aren't very accurate. Um, And so on that one, you might want to say, okay, let's email me at chuck at crossroadschurch.com and we'll get you uh, the link to the better one. One that um, is not super expensive. There are some that are super expensive where you can actually find out what you are and what someone else is. No matter whether you take the test or not, here's the key. Celebrate the difference. Yeah. yeah. If one of you is more work-oriented, and, and then celebrate that. If one's more play-oriented, celebrate that. If one's a little uh, more organized around the home, <laughs> uh, maybe, you know, neater, uh, everything has its place, celebrate it. And if one's a little freer, you know what? They got to have their piles, celebrate right? Celebrate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will see you uh, next week, and I hope that you tune in. And please do this. Invite people to come listen. We want to have their marriages get better. Yes, we do. We really do. All right, and you guys have a great, great week. Well, that was super fun to hear from Pastor Chuck and Pam. And if you guys are interested in uh, learning more about the marriage retreat or signing up, you can go to crossroadschurch.com slash marriage retreat. And be sure to join us next week with What's Up with Pastor Chuck and Pam.